0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Don't sit in front
1: of the TV or sit in front of Facebook or Instagram or one of those things more than you work on whatever it is you want to achieve
0: you're listening to beyond the rut a podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of here are your hosts sean albright and brandon cunningham
2: all right. So today we're going to be talking about something that can have a pretty enormous impact on on your life. And it's something that's been around for hundreds of years, uh, been used by the most successful people. Inexpensive most of the time, can be used over and over. It could change the course of your life and most people don't use it. So uh, any guesses what we're talking about? Uh, water. <laughs> that would be correct. So we're going to be talking about books, of course. And how how these can really catapult us to the next step motivate us teach us something there's a lot of things that that books are beneficial for and for whatever reason people just don't want to read them it seems it seems like everybody falls into pretty much one of two categories and it's the uh people that hate to read or uh people that love to read pretty pretty much pretty much it right
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's basically your two types of people. There's very rarely somebody who says, Oh, I'll read a book. I'm- Every week for about a year, and then I don't read again for a long time.
2: Yeah, so, and in the in the problem that I see with that statement when people say, well, I just don't really like to read, it's something I've never been able to get into. Whoever said you're supposed to enjoy the process, yes, there are books that people read just for entertainment value, and that's called fiction, okay? Nothing wrong with fiction, but there are plenty of books out there that are not about just entertainment. So you don't have to enjoy the process. It's like exercise or saving money or pretty much anything in life that we don't like to do. You don't have to enjoy the process. You just have to do it because you want the benefits from it.
1: Where you're going with this though is basically there's things to read for your actual benefit that are clear, you know, read a book on finance and manage your money better. And then there's fiction to read to just kind of relax and not really have to think too hard about it. But then there's also uh, something I like to read are biographies and learn about people in history. And and you kind of learn something, but you don't have to think too hard. So it can be an escape in a way.
2: Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, there's, there's got to be, some form of goal, I guess, for reading. And for our purposes here, we're not really talking about the the fiction books that don't really benefit your life other than relaxation, which that's that's important. And those are things that we need to to build into our life, of course. But really for the the rest of the podcast here, we're really going to be talking about books and how they can move us to the next step. And, you know, we also got to think about the consequences of not reading, of not trying to improve. And the problem with consequences in areas like this is that it's not something that you see, or it's not something that you can directly you know, relate to not reading. You don't wake up one day and go, man, I'm just not where I'm supposed to be because I didn't read those books. Right.
1: But I think if you listen to, you know, John Maxwell, Jack Welch, any of these guys that are, that are big time leaders, They all say the same thing. Leaders are readers. You have to read in order to lead. One of the things I like to look at is there's no way for me to meet some of these people that I want to read their books. So there's shortcuts. They're mentors that I've never met because I've chosen to basically read their book and take the knowledge they would have given me in person probably and just digest it wherever I'm at. So for me, I think of books as mentors and shortcuts to where I want to go. So one of my favorite books is a book on leadership. It's by a guy named Gene Edwards and he was a, a pastor and evangelist years and years ago. He's, he's been gone for a while, but he wrote a bunch of short books. But one of them, the one I think is the best is a tale of three kings. And it's basically about leadership and waiting your turn, earning your position, honor, you know, diligence and just being recognized for doing the job well. Now, this almost contrasts to what we're talking about here in general on Beyond the Rut, in we want you to break out of where you're at right now. But there's also a sense of leadership that means you honor the person above you. You get in a position where somebody is over you. You've got to honor that, even if they're corrupt. You have to honor the position, maybe not the person. And usually that's referred to in the presidency as, you know, honoring the office, not the man, depending on whether you agree with him or not.
2: So, is that a book that you've read over and over or is that something that you've read years ago and it's just stuck with you? I
1: would say it's a book I've read over and over. It's also a book I give people. When I, I meet somebody that's fairly young in their 20s and 30s, kind of starting out in their career or maybe transitioning in a career, it's a really good book to learn the value of serving under somebody. Right. There's a right way and a wrong way, even if They clearly deserve you to, you know, stick a knife in their back and and replace them. You don't necessarily spend a lot of money on books, not that I really do. I guess I probably spend more than I probably should sometimes, but you have a lot of ways of getting books for free or next to free, but still being able to gather the knowledge, and I think that's really vital for Somebody out there that's thinking of changing careers or maybe just starting out, and it's like, well, hey, I can't spend 10, 20 bucks on a book and then
2: read it one time. Right. Yeah. And you're, and you're totally right. And the, the beauty about going to somewhere like half price books or things like that is you can pick it up and read through the middle of the book and see, is this really, uh, Book that I would enjoy reading. Does it speak my language? That sort of thing. And you're right. You're not dropping fifteen to thirty dollars on a book that you may not really care for. So a lot of times, what I've done is gone to the library, find the books, check them out, and read them. And if I really like them, then I'll go purchase some to be able to read later on. But it's kind of like renting a movie first. You know, you generally want to rent it before you go out and spend you know twenty dollars on the DVD.
1: I assume some people, at least, are like me. When, when we first started talking about you doing that, I was thinking, you know, I had done the public library since I was a kid. And, you know, I guess my mom signed me up and, you know, I got the <laughs> card and all that kind of stuff. And the librarian would stamp your card. And, you know, that's back whenever you had to ride a dinosaur to the library. But this wasn't that long ago. But when you first started talking about it, I thought I would never thought of the public library as a place for grownups to go to get regular books. But you and uh, another friend of ours do that quite a bit. I know the, uh, Jerry from the RealJerryDugan.com. He does it quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I think it's just a. I don't know. Maybe I've just done that for my entire adult life, so it's never felt weird or, you know, anything like that for me. Audiobooks is another big one, and I think there's pros and cons to audiobooks. I. I like the idea of audiobooks, especially for, like, biographies like you're talking about. Something that I'm probably not going to take a lot of notes on. I'm probably not going to have to stop and really do a lot of deep thinking about. If it's just something for information or entertainment, I love the audiobook. But for things where you're going to have to do a little bit of homework or you're going to have to take some steps or do some work... I don't really care for audiobooks that much, but you, you're kind of an audiobook kind of guy, aren't you?
1: I really am. I, I love because I I drive a lot and I found at one point I was listening to too much talk radio and then you just get mad about everything going on in the world. And uh, I went to podcast and audiobooks, but I totally agree. If you're listening for uh, information to just kind of gather knowledge about, say, Theodore Roosevelt or Steve Jobs or something, then it's fine. But if you want to learn something and take steps, I think audiobook can be a disadvantage because you will just hear it, but you won't act on it. Right. you think, oh, when I get home, I'll I'll do this. I'll look it up or I'll type this up, and you won't do that. So exercising or driving and listening to those kind of books can really be counterintuitive because they don't benefit you long term.
2: Right. Well, and I think another disadvantage is... Part of what we were saying earlier with reading is it can be relaxing. Um, Even if you're reading for, not for just for entertainment purposes, but just the, the act of sitting down somewhere quiet and reading for a little bit is relaxing. And if you're doing that either through audio or even a digital type reader, there's still the tendency of you're staring at a a light, you know, a screen that's lit up. You've got all kinds of apps that can go off while you're doing that. And there's just a lot of distractions. And I don't know, I I guess maybe I'm old fashioned. And I would still, if I'm going to sit down and read and relax, I want those things to go away.
1: Well, I think that's when it's important for you to say okay I'm going to go read for relaxation or maybe personal benefit so I'm going to shut my phone off and get a real book because I agree uh, an email pops up or your, your phone gets a message or something like that then you're kind of dead in the water because the next thing you know you're dealing with the email or the Facebook message or whatever it was and you come out of the book but if you get the book and just go sit somewhere and read it then it's a lot more enjoyable but I, I, right. I also know people that have absolutely hate to read they just they think man I would love to read you know Steve Jobs book or Andy Stanley or one of these guys that didn't gain all of this knowledge but the truth of the matter is they they hate to read so that's where audiobooks to me are a real benefit. But if you just absolutely hate to read, what would you suggest somebody do?
2: Well, I think one, the first thing would be the audiobooks, I think is a good a good starting point. But I think the second thing is to pick a topic that's something that you enjoy. Um, I think for most people, that would be something related to your job. Finding and not saying that you have to enjoy your job necessarily, but it's something I don't that enjoy you do. My job, so. <laughs> It's something that you're going to do anyway and you probably, there is a little part of you that wants to do it better. So picking a book on something that you already have a little bit of knowledge on and that will help you tweak it so it's, you're not trying to go from never programming computers a day in your life to all of a sudden reading books on computer programming because that's great, but as a starting point, probably not the best place to go. If you're an electrician, you probably should read a book about small business or uh, wiring in a house or whatever it is electricians do. I don't know why for these examples I always pick these obscure type of careers or, or things that I know nothing about. I can't even give you a, a, a good example of what an electrician would read about. So
1: I think that's, that's a good example, actually. If you, if you are passionate about electricity and, and being an electrician or, you know, surfing or, you know, renting paddle boats, whatever it is, read a book on business because if you're good at whatever you want to do, you need to be able to make money off of it. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. So you right. want to read a book on how to manage people or accounting and, and taxes, not necessarily understanding all of it, but the general knowledge of how to run a business. So even if you're renting surfboards, you can charge the right amount, get taxes, take care your employees and do it right so you can actually make a living doing it.
2: Yeah, there's nothing that you can't figure out how to do by going on the internet and finding some form of book or an article even, and, and that's an area we haven't even discussed yet. We're talking about physical books, and I guess the internet-based articles, blogs, things of that nature would fall under the, the e-reader. Man, there's not a subject out there or a problem out there that probably hasn't been written about 200 times in the last 10 years. So, I mean, in fact, (laughs) as bad as it is, I'm so mechanically challenged that my, the battery, I knew the battery was out of my wife's car and I opened the hood and there's no battery in the, under the hood anywhere. Drove me absolutely crazy. So I had to finally go to the internet and looked up, read some articles and found out that it was under the floorboard behind the passenger seat. Yep. So very, very peculiar. But, um, so anyway, going back to tips for the for the new reader. Um, I think the audio books and picking an easy topic. And I think also just some form of, I don't know if I'd call it accountability, but some form of challenge or or something of that nature where maybe, you know, you're going to set a five or 10 day challenge to where you don't watch TV until you've at least read for five minutes or you're not going to go, whatever it is that you do, until you've at least read a chapter or a couple of pages, something just to get in the habit of doing this for a couple of weeks. I would say maybe a month even would be would be good but uh, maybe you need a five or seven day challenge to to really get you started i
1: think that's good don't try to read the whole book you know i don't as a pastor i know so many people that start in january they're going to read the whole bible it's like well, you're not going to read the whole bible in january yeah, I'm sure right. there's some monks out there that are doing it, but the other 99% of the world is not going to do it. So read a portion. If it's five minutes, great. 15, great. 30 minutes, great. It's like exercise or nutrition or anything else. Don't try to save the world in one day. Break All it right. up. Take a little baby step.
2: So, so are you saying that you think that 1% of the population is monks? I feel like they probably are because, <laughs> you know, it
1: would make sense. They sell a lot of those monk costumes every Halloween, so there must be a lot of them live someplace else. I don't know.
2: You have the most strange trick-or-treaters, evidently. <laughs> I've never seen a monk costume. I don't even know what that looks like.
1: Okay, I may or may not have had a monk costume <laughs> a couple of years ago.
2: It was awesome. Apparently.
1: You could wear flip-flops and, you know, nothing underneath. It was the best costume.
2: I think that's pretty much what you wear most of the time.
1: Pretty Kilts, much. It's my robes. pajamas.
2: Yeah. Pretty, it's pretty disgusting.
1: Pretty troubling. That's my hope, that someday I will become independently wealthy and can just
2: wear a monk costume all day, every day. Uh, Everybody should be very thankful that this is a podcast and not a video podcast. (laughs) I think that's a
1: good transition, though, not the monk thing, but the podcast thing. It's like sometimes just listening to podcasts. And I know that Beyond the Red is probably the greatest podcast that's ever been produced. There's others out there, too, that you can learn from, from the Lee Cockrells and the, the Michael Hyatt and all these people that put this free information out that you can go on iTunes and get free podcast, or you can go on SoundCloud and a couple of the other ones and just get motivation for fitness, for money, for spiritually, whatever it is you're looking for. There's a ton of free resources out there.
2: Well, and, and with that, what's really funny is... When we're talking about the tips for the for the newbie, the person that doesn't read much, maybe you do need to start off with an audio book or even a podcast. There's actually podcasts out there designed to get you excited about reading, about um, things of that nature. So go find those podcasts and listen to a couple of those to get you a little more pumped up. And, uh, And in fact, that's what this episode is all about. This is a podcast to try to get you not just excited about reading. And it's not like we're talking to a bunch of fifth graders that, hey, you need to You need to be excited about reading. We're talking about the person that wants to improve their life, that wants to go further than they've ever gone before. They want to try something new. So much of that starts with reading freaking book. All right, so going back to the tips, maybe we'll get through this list of, it's like seven things. Five minutes a day, I think, is a pretty easy thing to do for most people. And, you know, maybe you're not a morning person, and you just cannot get out of bed and read right away, but do it at lunch. Do it on the crapper. I mean, I I read the entire Left Behind series, which is eight or nine books in those five-minute, and they weren't all in the crapper, (laughs) but those those five-minute increments. um, (laughs) Actually, I was in nursing school whenever we were, whenever his books were big, and I would read a few minutes here, a few minutes there, and it took me a while, but I eventually got through it. The good news
1: was you didn't eat very well, so you had a lot of time in there to, <laughs> to go back and read all the books. There's uh, there's always an opportunity to get on Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube and uh, all the other Instagrams and Twitter and stuff like that. Rather than spend, say, 30 minutes on Twitter or Facebook or something, spend 15 of that reading something, something of some bio- Value, not just people's status updates or what they ate, but something of value and then spend 15 minutes on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You know, you can you can certainly spend time goofing off and, and not that we don't do that on a regular basis. The key is don't sit in front of the TV or sit in front of Facebook or Instagram or one of those things more than you work on whatever it is you want to achieve. Because the right. most time you invest in something is what you're going to get out of it. And you can invest eight hours a day in television and get absolutely nothing out of it. You might know what happened on whatever show the next day at work, but you're not working towards your dream. You're selling out giving it up for somebody else's dream and supporting
2: it. Well, and I think that's a good point for the person that says, I don't like TV. I need to, I mean, I don't like reading. I I just want to sit and veg out in front of the TV for a little bit. Well, again, that's fine. You can do that and you can be doing that for the next 20 years or you can quit being a wuss and (laughs) Jerry, sorry, you almost had to bleep that one. Do something that's investing in yourself. Quit seeing it as, oh, I hate reading. Look at it as, oh, I love to travel or I love making more money or I love climbing the career ladder or I love being a better husband. I love being a better father. Or, I love being whatever. Focus on what it is that you're trying to get better at or that you're trying to learn, not – do you like reading or not? Who cares if you like reading? But I almost guarantee you that if you do some of these things that we're talking about and just get started, you'll find in another year that, hey, I actually do kind of like this whole reading thing because you're going to see the benefits of it.
1: Well, you didn't read last year and look where you are. And the guy you're jealous of, or the guy you want to be like, or, or the girl that has what you want is reading. She's working on her dream. So you either work on it or you get to watch other people on television that did or in movies that did or on Facebook that did. So I I get irritated when somebody says, well, this one person on Facebook, they're always traveling around. They're always doing this and doing that. Quit watching her and actually do it yourself. (laughs) You know, start working towards that.
2: Yeah, it's when you hear the people say, oh, it must be nice, yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah, what you don't see is what you're watching TV six hours a night and doing other mind-numbing activities, which I'm not totally against watching TV, but I am for spending more time investing in yourself. And when you see those people, then you think, oh, it must be nice – You don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. They're, they're working their butts off. It's like the doctor, the lawyer, any other profession that puts in an awful lot of training. You look at them and think, oh, it must be nice to live up on the, you know, live up on the hill in the big house. Well, did you see the, you know, six to eight years of medical school or law school where they were busting their butts?
1: I guarantee they didn't watch six hours of television a day. Right. If we're all honest, we're watching too much TV. We're watching too much <laughs> Facebook, too much Twitter, too much whatever. If it doesn't benefit you tomorrow, if you can't look back on it and say, well, I tell you, Sean, this is how I made it. I did this at least three to four hours a night. And if that this is sleep or drink beer or watch the football game, then you watched other people achieve their dreams. Yeah, right. you watch. I, I love football as much as the next guy, but you're watching other people achieve their dreams. So once you get through watching the game, go work on your dreams. Don't just support theirs.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Cap Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos. Into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part: CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com/capshow. That's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now. Back to the show.
2: The resource it may be, I um, know and, and I read a really cool article on persistenceunlimited.com, and it's called The 26 Major Advantages to Reading More Books and Why Three and Four People Are Being Shut Out of Success. So that'll mm. be in the show notes. It was, wow. a, it was a good, it's a long title. But it was a good it was a good article. All right, so for the sake of time, let's let's go a little quickly here. I thought we could go through a list of some of our favorite books and maybe make a few recommendations. And I broke that down into four different categories and you know just give a couple if you can if you think of any in these categories. But I listed personal development, spiritual, family, and business. So most of the books that I read fall under those four categories. You may have another category that, you know, maybe finances or whatever. I would probably put finances under one of these other sections like business or personal development. But um, I'll get us started because personal development books, I think, are probably my favorite and my recent favorite book. And it's probably number one right now is The War of Art by Steven Pressfield. And just an awesome book about resistance and about how we all have these dreams that we really want to pursue and there's just these things in life that we want. But no sooner do you start pursuing that or even thinking about pursuing that, you've got resistance right there in your face. And his entire book is talking about what resistance is, how it works, and how to overcome it. Um, excellent book. And if you're the audiobook kind of person, he has another one that's on the same topic. And I think it was actually a precursor to this to the war of art it was called do the work and it's about a 45 minute audio book and i have both and i, I really enjoy both of those
1: i think you know you totally stole my last one it's do the work uh, yes Stephen. i
2: still wanna <laughs> steal my quote <laughs> steal your book do the
1: work to me is like talking to your grandfather you know it's just hearing that
2: your grandfather cusses a lot then
1: yeah there's there was <laughs> there's a key to success And it's doing the work. Quit looking at, well, you know, Jay-Z got here. Michael Jordan did this. And it's like, don't worry about where they got. Worry about how they got there. And just because you didn't see the work didn't mean that the work didn't get done. So I love that one on, on just do the work. To me, it doesn't get any better than that. And personal development. I think also falls into it is the paleo solution of learning how to eat and take care of yourself. We eat like crap in this country and then we feel that way. And it's not a (laughs) shocker because I know there's somebody out there listening that's going, well, yeah, but you want me to do two or three hours of work. I come home, I'm dead. Every day I come home and I'm dead. I hate my job. It wears me out. Well, you've got to eat better, exercise better and take better care of yourself. So you've got the energy to do two jobs. 'Cause that's what we're talking about here. Devoting at least three to four, five hours a day sometimes to your other career, what you want to do in life. And that's simply called doing the work.
2: Yep. And that actually goes in really well the um that the book you're talking about with the paleo. My other book under this category is called The Two Degree Difference by John Trent. And it's just that. It's not talking about doing a one eighty on every area that you want to make improvements on. It's taking these small steps. So like we were saying earlier with uh, trying to get somebody to get into reading, you don't have to read 12 novels this month. Read three pages this month, you know, take a step, do something. And that's what that book is all about. So um, that was something I read several years ago. And it really, really had a big impact on the way that I view change. So moving on very quickly, I won't even tell you what they're about. Just trust me, they're the really good books, but under we'll put them virtual, in the show notes. Show notes. Um, notes. Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, excellent, and The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkerson. Under Family, I would say The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman and Every Man's Battle by Stephen... Arterburn and Fred Stoker. We could probably do a full episode on that one day, but, um, Mm -hmm. the Everyman's Battle. And if you don't know what that's about, it's about porn and the addiction and the control that it has on many people's lives, not just men, but that it's the book is, is geared toward men, of course. Under business, um, two books that are, man, they're, they're pretty old books, but they really have stood the test of time. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So we will put those in show notes. You got any last minute resources you want to throw out there?
1: Well, I think because I showed you my bookshelf last week, you picked pretty much every one that I was <laughs> going with. The Think and Grow Rich, and I'm thinking that to me is one of those everybody should read. Another one would be Dave Ramsey's the money, right? makeover. money Makeover, to- total ma- Money Makeover, and, Total Money yeah. uh, and, Makeover, and Seth Godin. Anything either one of those guys write you should read because uh, from a financial standpoint nobody's better nobody's writing anything better than those guys of course uh, Napoleon Hill's old but his book still stands up totally well one of the guys that was
2: kind of credited as the I guess the father of self-help or, or personal development books was um, Earl Nightingale, and he yeah. wrote The Strangest Secret and very much goes along with The Think and Grow Rich, but it's a much smaller read or smaller Ooh. book. And uh, I'm sure Jerry is just editing this and just dying that we would mention one of the greatest books of all times was written by Jerry Dugan. He can put it in the show notes because I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, Jerry.
1: But it is a great book. Uh <laughs> But it was a uh, ebook, so e-book. I don't have it on my bookshelf. I have yeah. another great book that I really like, and this is this guy's a personal plug. I don't know why I'm showing it to the screen because I know you, nobody else can see it but you anyway. But it's uh, a book called Holding On Loosely, and it's by a friend of mine named Pablo Giacopelli out of Israel. He is a really, really uh, great writer. He's got a new book coming out. I Think later this in May, but it's he's he a fifty-seven special. Do what? Never, no. never mind. I think it's 37 special, but thirty-seven. Uh, <laughs> this this guy, this is a great book, Holding On Loosely, about just not holding on to everything so tightly. So it's a really good book on just letting go and, and trying yeah. some stuff.
2: I hope he didn't ask you to write a plug for his book. It's called Holding On Loosely. It's about not holding on tightly. <laughs> that he was actually, awesome.
1: He actually did not ask me. He asked me to stop plugging it, but... Uh, <laughs> Said, oh. Is he,
2: did, so it was him, and, and who's the other guy that uh, blocked you from Twitter that we talked about last week? Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. You must have plugged one of his books or movies or something. Now every
1: time I see him, I think, man, what, what happened? What did I do?
2: Why don't you block me, Rob? Come on. The fact that you say every time that you've seen him, I've not seen him one single time. And if, apparently you see him a lot. So I think that you're starting to fill in the, the pieces here that you're probably stalking the guy.
1: That that could be related, but uh, legally, <laughs> I'm not really allowed to talk about that too much. So, yeah.
2: All right. So normally we would go through our quotes, but Brandon stole mine earlier and uh, <laughs> readers are leaders. So we will end it on that. Hope you guys enjoyed the, the show. Be sure and check out the show notes for, some of the recommendations that we made and um, anything else that Jerry decides to put in the show notes. That's all.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. Be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Then share us with your family and friends. You can also view the show notes of each episode on our website, beyondtherut.com.
1: The right. most time you invest in something is what you're going to get out of it.
0: You know, the best thing I love about CAP Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a CAP and myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to slash CAP Show, that's C A P S H O, and start your 14 day free trial with the CAP Show team today, and join me inside that community.